Yo, today's QOD is people are attracted to people who care. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Dr. Tom V. Morris on this show today. Kind of picks up where we uh, left off yesterday when I was talking about and Ed was talking about telling young people that we believe in them. And what Dr. Morris is going to do today is share a story about what happened with a group of college football players, freshmen college football players when he really showed them how much he cared. Tom Morris is coming up. I visited with man about a month ago. He, uh, he wrote me an email and said he read a bunch of my books and read most of them two or three times. Oh, he said, he claimed he read all my books and he read all of them uh, to at least two times, sometimes three times. He said, they made a big difference in my business. If you're ever in Austin, Texas, uh, uh, let me know and I'll take you out to dinner. And I said, well, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas in, you know, March 28th and 29th or 29th and 30th. And he said, well, I'm in Dallas those days. Look, your, your stuff has really meant a lot to me uh, from a grocery store. I started a grocery store many years ago and I started reading you many years ago and the ideas that you've given me have really made a difference. And I wrote him back, well, what's your, what's your business? Uh, Whole Foods, the grocery store Whole Foods, the founder of John Mackey, founder and CEO of Whole Foods. And he said, if you can fly in a day early, I, you can stay at my house and I'll, uh, I'll cook dinner for you and all this. And I thought, I want to see what's in the refrigerator of the CEO of Whole Foods. You know, so, so I spent the night at John Mackey's house. And, and so he's cooking dinner. And he's, um, when he's talking about almost anything, he's like so calm. This guy is so calm. He's like, he's like the Buddha of food. You know, I mean, he's, he just meditative. His wife is a top yoga practitioner and he just exists exudes peacefulness until you get him talking about business. Then you think you're going to see his hair catch on fire. I mean, this guy is so passionate about business. It just, it's almost like sparks are flying out of his head. Anytime you talk about business, it's just great to watch. He's got the emotional commitment. He's got the passion. In fact, his first little grocery store, it flooded. All the merchandise was lost. He thought the insurance wouldn't cover it. He only had a few people working for him. And he said, Tom, I thought we were, we were done for except my people had caught my passion. And so they didn't even let the evidence even register. They would say, we're going to make this work. And he said, that was the beginning of what's now uh, 60,000 people, you know, work at Whole Foods store, over 300 uh, stores over the, the country. Passion. I learned this from the Notre Dame football team in the strangest way. All of a sudden, one year at Notre Dame, I got this huge teaching award, the most important teaching award they give out. And it was the last one Father Hesburgh gave before he retired. I got his last teaching award. I remember that evening in front of the whole Notre Dame faculty. I said, Father Ted, I hear that when you hired me, you said Tom Morris is the last guy I'll ever give a teaching award to. And it came true tonight. Thank you very much. And he was surprised. I was surprised. Not as surprised as I was two months later, August, when the new academic year started up. I looked around the room, watched the students. Come. I'd always get to class early to watch them walk in the first day of class. More big freshmen than I'd ever seen in my life. 17-year-old kids walking into philosophy class, six feet, eight inches tall, 285 pounds. I called the athletic department for the first time in my career. How many varsity athletes do I have in philosophy 101? I'd never had more than eight or nine in a class of three or 400 students. 
Oh, Professor, you have, um, what was the number? You have 55 varsity athletes in Philosophy 101 this month. Wait, do I suddenly have a reputation I do not want to have? <laughs> oh, no, Professor, we don't put our athletes in easy classes at Notre Dame. We have a very different policy. What's your policy? We put as many of our athletes as possible in classes with professors who've won teaching awards, hoping that you guys will get them as excited about their academics as they are about their athletics. And you know what I said? I'm proud to be at a place that works like that. Give me all of your athletes and I'll turn them into philosophers. Well, let me tell you what I learned real fast. Three exams, five essay papers. On the first exam, we always had some Fs. Remember the old scoring in college, zero to 100, 60 or below, failure, F. I'd always had, a, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe even 10 Fs in a big class. That semester on the first exam, 48 Fs. Now, let me just tell you about the freshman football team. Of the 31 freshman football players, I had 29 in that class. Of the 29, 26 failed my first exam with scores I had never witnessed in all my years of teaching. They were making total exam scores of seven, nine, 13, 21. I said, these are jersey numbers, not exam scores. I mean, one guy worked for an hour and made a zero. I had never seen that in my entire career. I said, now, I can't lose this many people, but uh, I can't change my standards. Philosophy is what it is. I mean, I lecture Monday, Wednesday, I have discussion groups on Friday with teaching assistants. I know Thursday I'll give a review session for anybody making below a C, athlete or non-athlete. I'll call it the below C level club. Come keep your head above water. Come on Thursdays. Uh, uh, when are you going to offer it? Well, maybe Thursday afternoon. Well, they all play. Every Thursday afternoon is, pra every afternoon is practice. For every day, they practice from 4 to 8 p.m., then they eat dinner. So if you want the football players to come, you got to do it at 9 o'clock at night. I wanted to be with my family at 9 o'clock at night, but I was committed to these kids, so I dragged my carcass back to campus. The first Thursday night, 100 students came to review session. All the coaches came. Of all the sports represented in my class whose students had made below a C, every coach was there, lining the walls, standing up, making sure their players were there. All the football coaches, all the basketball coaches, all the hockey coaches. The tennis coaches didn't have to come for some reason. They had done fine on the first exam, but everybody else. It was really amazing. Second Thursday, there were the coaches. Third Thursday, there were the coaches. Halfway during the football season that year, you could walk down the sidelines at Notre Dame Stadium and overhear the defensive backfield coach say something like, well, St. Thomas Aquinas said. I mean, these guys were learning philosophy. Second exam, nobody failed. People who were making single digits all of a sudden were making C minuses. People who were making 20s and 30s were all of a sudden making B minuses. Even the guy who made the zero pulled himself all the way up to a completely legitimate D. I had never been proud of a D before, but he convinced me D is for defense, you know, so I should get used to it. Was F for football? I was starting to wonder. Took me half the semester to convince him F was not for philosophy. <laughs> Knock on my door a week later. I'm an investigative reporter, professor, from the uh, Chicago Tribune, and I hear you got all the freshman football players in your big class. Well, I've got, yeah, most of them, uh, 29 of them. I hear they all failed your first exam. Well, 26 did, and now I hear they're all of a sudden doing much better. Oh, they're making B's and C's greatest come from behind in the history of Notre Dame football, never reported by Sports Illustrated. I'm so proud of these kids. Uh-huh, could I have a look at that second exam, please? Oh, he thought, you know, scandal brewing. The professor was doing his part for the program. Maybe on the second exam, he's gonna see philosophical questions like discuss the nature of the good in the phrase, good tackle. You know, maybe I'm making it relevant. He reads the first two questions. 
Give three, two versions of St. Anne's Hymn's ontological argument for the existence of God. Present three of David Hume's critiques of the teleological argument. Football players can read these questions. He said, they can nail the answers, I told him. These are the future philosophers of the NFL. If on Super Bowl Sunday, any day in the future, you see anybody in the huddle in the thinker pose, you know they've been in my class. How do you teach them stuff like this? Uh, you know, I asked the offensive center, how'd you guys turn it around? He said, Professor, it was you. I didn't make it easy. No, no, no. You came Thursday night when you didn't have to. You showed us you cared about us, that you were committed to us. Professor, that was contagious. We started caring about you and what you were trying to do. That's all it took. People are attracted to people who care. If you show up on your version of Thursday night, whatever that metaphorically means, you go that extra mile. You show a commitment. That's too rare in our world these days. People like iron filings to a magnet, like balls to a flame. People want to get close to that. People want to be a part of that kind of energy. People want to be passionate about what they're doing. You give them that, you turn it around. This group of students, they ended up doing, everybody passed the philosophy course. Everybody ended up doing great uh, throughout their four years. And then, in fact, that's the first group I ever spoke to on the seven seas of success, Thursday night review session. At the end of the semester, fall semester, I hope that they would use these principles in their classroom experience at Notre Dame. I didn't know they were going to use them in their athletic direct, uh, endeavors. But just to mention the football players, the very next season, they were the sophomore core of the team that won the national championship of 1988. Chris Zorich, who went to the Chicago Bears and then became a lawyer. Ricky Waters, who set a record in his day of Super Bowl touchdowns. I mean, great players. And then to see people from other years, see uh, the bus, Drome, slip on his Super Bowl ring. You know, these guys know Plato. These guys know Aristotle. And people say, yeah, but I'm not working with Super Bowl champions of the future every day. You know, it's just, every day's work is about like every other day. And emotional fireworks are not going off all the time. Let me share with you a really important cosmic principle. I call it the dual significance principle. It says every job productive of any good can be given a trivial description or a noble description. Ultimate motivation requires that we have in our own minds really the noblest possible conception of what we're doing. Help the people around you know how you are helping the families like mine in this country. You are impacting so many people's lives, so many families' lives, so many communities' lives. You are making such a difference that, you know, the, the, the daily grind can make people who work for you forget this, right? Because they know they got to do this, they got to do that. The urgency of the immediate, you know, the immediacy of the urgent, you know. And, and yet, make sure people know the big picture. Y'all make a difference for people. Y'all make a difference in the quality of their lives. Never let people forget that because you know what? Now, uh, psychologists are rediscovering the, the, the importance of what they call intrinsic motivation. You know, you've known this for a long time. Money only motivates so far, right? Uh, but, but when people really believe in what they're doing, when they know the nobility of what they're doing, when they have a vision for what they're doing, man, you can't stop them. You cannot stop them. That was Dr. Tom Morris. His website is TomVMorris.com. Check out today's entire talk on YouTube. It is called True Success, The Art of Achievement in Times of Change. I'm out of here. I will see you tomorrow. Pick up your QOD merch at QODMerch.com. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace. Peace.